Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Well, welcome. I am Katie Patrick, joined as always by David Fiorazzo. Merry Christmas. <laughs> now, before we get started, I want to show some love this Christmas season. Thank you to our sponsor switch to america because hey it is the holiday season known as christmas. christmas and so it's important to support small businesses right here in the us of a and we can all do that by visiting our friends at switch that's right visit switch right now to see all the alternatives to everyday items that you already use that are made right here in the usa again switch to america.com if you love this country please support american companies katie well today we're gonna start with rachel levine levine the assistant secretary of health and biological man by the way who says that doctors need to stand up and defend all kids being given puberty blockers and other gender treatments because why when a doctor who thinks he's a woman, give you good medical advice. So what's he saying? What is Rachel, formerly known as Richard, saying? Medicine is being politically perverted. He calls on doctors to stand up for trans youth. So there's the headline. What's this story all about? He says, I believe in our role as truth tellers and right there you need to get out the shovels ladies and gentlemen or the the um, puke buckets Ew. i believe in our role as truth tellers and the truth that we need to confront now is that medicine and science are being politically perverted around this country stop i agree that medicine and science are being politically perverted but not in the way that he is saying it is being perverted, right? How many times last week did we use air quotes around the word science? Science. Well, <laughs> so, yeah, let's just, let's just, you know, take a look for yourself and, and, and let us know what you think. Please proactively seek opportunities to speak about what you know. Our task is to educate the public in as many forms as possible. And we need to have these conversations that question the assumptions that are underlying today's attacks on trans people. Pushing back the veil of ignorance demands this extra effort. And this is, a ch this is the challenge before our profession. For almost 40 years now, I have considered an honor to be a doctor. I believe in our role as healers. I believe in our role as truth tellers. And the truth that we need to confront now is that medicine and science are being politically perverted around this country that destroys human lives. And we have reached a tipping point for the role in medicine and civic life, for the health and well-being of LGBTQI plus youth and other Americans. Those who attack our community are driven by an agenda of politics. It has nothing to do with medicine. It has nothing to do with science. It has nothing to do with warmth, empathy, compassion, or understanding. They are rejecting the value of supportive medicine, rejecting well-established science, and simply rejecting basic human compassion. Question assumptions. All right. All right. I'll play along for a moment. Let me question the assumption that Mr. Levine or Levine, you are sitting in front of me 
and you are an actual physical human being. Well, I'm going to question that assumption because I think I identify as someone that, that looks at you as invisible. So I don't see you there. Is that mm. a fair assumption? Are you going to question my truth? Mm. My assumption is that there's no one there, Stand but you, you, you say you're the sitting truth. there in front of You know, this whole thing is, and here's what the left does. Here's what the, the Democrats do. They'll say one thing, and it's absolutely, whatever they say, it's the opposite. The opposite is true, isn't it? Yes, because in the book 1984, that's exactly what George Orwell talked about. Oh, 1984. And by the way, isn't it one of the first things you take as an oath is do no harm? Do no harm. So they think when they Ish. are castrating children, minors, which is what this whole administration seems to be wanting to do younger and younger ages, isn't that harming children? Oh, no, David, that is helping the children because we are here to help the children. And statistically speaking, that's what they're doing all across the country by opening all of these pediatric oh, look at gender yep. clinics. Look at this. Look at how few gender clinics existed in 2007. I personally, my eyeballs identify. There's one in Mexico. Oh, dots. there's one in Virginia. That must be D.C., that there one were, dot in Virginia. There were two dots back in 2007. That's got to be Washington, D.C., right? Let's do some simple math here 15 years later. Look at 2022. Wowzers. So, Wowzers. So my question, as you look at that, my question is simply this. What changed from 2007 and before in world history all of a sudden between 2007 and 2022. Uh, David, clearly we've all woken up to the truth and the science. Oh boy. Oh boy. No, so, no you don't believe? No. I, uh, am I not being my authentic we, self we, right now for woke, you? Would uh, you like, would you like me to be my more true, authentic self? <laughs> This is, this is, I mean, some people watching this for the first time are going, are you kidding me? Did that say gender clinics and that? Yes. Yes, yeah, it did. So, so this is, this is what's, these are pediatric gender clinics. Okay. We know the first sex change was 1952, 54, uh, Christine Jorgensen or whatever. That was the first quote sex change, which is really, you can't change your sex. But anyway, that's because God created you a certain way. But let's look at this. Let's look at just Pennsylvania here. Pennsylvania's rise in taxpayer-funded sex reassignment on children. On children. This is what's different between 2007 and 2022. This is just one state. Pennsylvania medical assistance spending on... Now, you've you got to use these air quotes again. Sex reassignment... Because why, again, David, why? Because you cannot reassign what God designed. You can say you're doing that. Let's play along. You're playing the game. Okay, I'm going to reassign my gender or how I was born. I'm going to be the opposite. And, but, but look at this one. This, look at Pennsylvania's rise in the funding. Yeah, Taxpayer look, funded. I mean, that's an insane amount of money. When you're talking, okay, back in 2015, about $78,000. <laughs> All the way up. Almost four. Six years later, almost four million wow. dollars almost, almost 3.928 million. million million 78,000 wow. almost 4 million almost 4 million but science and truth david science and mm. truth 
truth and science. Fantasy okay. land. That's what we're yeah, living we, in. We've, we've got to move on. But friends, um, you've, you've got to understand that there is an agenda against the children. They, they want to. What did that one? We, a couple days ago, was it yesterday on yesterday's show? We played that little clip from the San Francisco Gay Boys Choir or whatever it is. And men's gay men's choir. And they literally want to convert your children. They'll either convert them or they'll pervert them. I had a pastor on Stand Up For The Truth on Monday that said they cannot reproduce, so they have to recruit. A pastor said that, Steve Smotherman. All right, still to come, American Girl, Uh uh-oh, an institution staple for young girls everywhere has caved to woke indoctrination as it releases a book for kids as young as three on puberty blockers and changing genders. That's next. And now the American Girl dolls are getting in on that woke action because now the uh, company or the brand, I guess you would say, of American Girl they're telling girls that as young as three years old, no. you know, when you're just three years old now, you can change your gender. All you have to do is get puberty blockers. Little girl who wants to be a little boy or a little something else. Uh, you can't read. So how is it that they're actually going to know about this in these books? So, uh, uh, yes, parents. An adult has to. Or you drag queens out there uh, at the library will probably be in charge then of telling little girl that little girl's not a girl. It's little girl doesn't want to be a little girl. But American Just girl. Just get puberty blockers. No, no, we're going to have to change that, too. I mean, ew, it also has American in the title. Well, the book that they have uh, actually came out way back in February, but tis the holiday season for gifts, so we want to make sure you're aware of this, parents. It's called A Smart Girl's Guide. Colon. Body image. Mm, yes. It contains lines <laughs> that give advice to prepubescents, or, you know, three-year-olds, on how to change their gender without their guardian's blessing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Thankfully, what? there are some parents who have uh, since slammed the book's contents as deceptive and dangerous. <gasps> you don't say. Now, this book is 96 whole pages. It's been marketed to girls who are aged between three, three years old, and 12 years old. You know, that tween time. And it normalizes being transgender and then pushes children to use puberty blockers. In part, it reads, parts of your body may make you feel uncomfortable and you may want to change the way you look. That's totally okay. Okay. And then it goes on to advise the children that you can appreciate your body for everything it allows you to experience and still want to change certain things about it. On the very same page of that book, it uh, promotes the use of the puberty blockers, saying that girls who seek them out from their doctor, you know, like, go go get those puberty blockers. If you just feel confused at all about your gender, um, but you're not really physically ready to undergo that hormone therapy yet, so we're just going to kind of, you know, do the puberty blocker thing first. Wow. Yes, yes, this is what it says. And then, hey, if you don't have an adult that you can trust... There are organizations Uh across the country that can help you. Turn to the resources on page 95 for more information. Well, great. Hey, at least they are directing those girls to uh, outside resources and organizations. You know, don't tell your parents about it. Just seek this out instead. 
Wow. What do you think, David? Have you read the American Girl stuff? Are you an American Girl? First, American... Because if you want to be one, they say you can. Well, first, American Girl is nothing sacred anymore. No. But um, it's fascinating that they say if you don't have... What do they... How do they put it? If you don't have an adult that you can trust? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you don't have an adult you wow. trust. There are organizations for that. It's kind of like Yeah, parents, go behind your eh, parents' back. Exactly. American Girl... You're on record, by the way. You're on record. 96 pages, this yes, book? Yes, yes, yes. Now, who, who is it that is writing such ideas? Good question. Well, well, I that, mean, That looks like a normal, sane person. Obviously, it's Mel Hammond. no issues. Who is current, like, she's the one who, she's the resident American girl author now. Um, she was in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, joys, representing. Of course. Uh, her pronouns are she, her. <laughs> And she started back in 2019. She graduated from university in 2014. Of and on her website, it says that some of her favorite things are trees, rainbows, and dairy-free ice cream. In her bio, she writes that she enjoys working at American Girl, which is also based in Wisconsin, citing how last <sighs> year for my birthday, my coworkers uh, bought me a two-pound tub of rainbow marshmallows, which I named Marsh. <laughs> Oh, I mean, is she not like the all-American girl right there? Oh, boy. I feel so represented. Now, Jeez. let's remember also that what we have infiltrating all of organizations, as they say in the book, infiltrating all organizations everywhere are the people like Mel Hammond, who also, on her social media... Um, promotes everything that is of a leftist agenda. Oh, there we all go. Woke all the time. It's all coming and together. It Look. would not be complete without having a picture of her with a cat because yeah. nothing says woke like having a kitty cat in your photos. Yes. Now, you must also remember that Mattel is uh, the parent company. And when you say Mattel, I think of Barbie. And Barbie also put out their transgender Barbie on the market. And it uh, sold more than $30 million a year. American Doll had, had, had sold more than $30 million. So if Barbie's selling all their dolls and now American Girl has $30 million, um, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of dolls that we have out there. I want to just mention a quote from the infamous Jazz Jennings. Jazz Jennings. Yep. Jazz um, Hands? No, not Jazz Hands. Now, we did a Christian Culture on him several years ago. And a lot of young people have grown up emulating this person. I think he had a show on one of the entertainment channels. And anyway, it says, being transgender isn't a medical transition. It's a process of learning to love yourself for who you are. And again, again, this is, this is a, a play on words and, and, and it's a reversal of the truth. Who you are is who God made you. He created every human life in his image. And you are valued and you are important to him. Every human life he loves, God loves. And he loves you who you are. And th th what they're saying is who, really who you want to become or who you want to be or what you want to change yourself into. That's what they're saying. But, but he says it's a process of learning to love yourself for who you are. But So they're really not doing that. And it's, a, it's a really deception, isn't it? Oh, you bet it is. Well, we're going to have to stop on that one because coming up, parents in Connecticut are divided on a book being used in second grade classrooms that follows the story of a little boy who wants to become a mermaid. Stay with us. 
you love America? Are you a patriot who desires to preserve the freedoms we enjoy for generations to come? Then let's take action. Every few days, we give our money to the big box stores. How we spend our dollars could be the most important vote. Do these stores promote freedom and American values? Is that where we should be buying our everyday household products for the rest of our lives? What if we just stop? What if we shop with a family-owned manufacturer who believes in preserving our freedoms? That's why SwitchToAmerica.com was created. SwitchToAmerica.com gives patriots the ability to walk away from the big box stores forever. This is a movement that pledges allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. SwitchToAmerica.com Take action if you love this country. Here is a great way to show it. SwitchToAmerica.com All right, here we go. Yet another example of a mom who has to go in front of a school board to question why certain children's books, air quotes, air quotes, children's books are being read to the youngest of learners. And in this instance, we have a mom asking why a second grade teacher in Darien, Connecticut, included the book Julian is a Mermaid in her curriculum. Now, here's the book synopsis for you. Julian is a Mermaid is an American children's picture book by Jessica Love. It tells the story of a boy who wants to become a mermaid and participate in the Coney Island Mermaid Parade. Love first began writing the book in 2014 while she worked as an actress, and it was published in 2018 by the Candlewick Press. Let's take a look. Darien School Superintendent Alan Adley tells me Julian is a Mermaid is a read-aloud book about the value of acceptance and is a story of unconditional love. It won the Stonewall Book Award, a top honor from the American Library Association for LGBTQ Books. After a couple dozen parents expressed concern, though, the superintendent sent a memo to them explaining that his curriculum team reviewed the issue and decided Julian is a Mermaid will remain in circulation. In a memo sent by the district, the main theme of the lesson around the book wouldn't necessarily be gender identity, although they say that may be relatable to some students. I think it's important to normalize that people feel comfortable in their bodies, whatever that means. In the book, the boy speaks Spanish with his grandmother. The superintendent tells me he supports a diverse collection of materials in his schools, which this year includes Julian is a Mermaid. Oh, my apologies. Julian is a Julian. Mermaid. And, uh, Julian. I think you brought up a good point. Yes. I mean, Julian is a merman, right? When you say Julian is a mermaid, isn't that offensive in its own that he would be restricted to being workers, being a maid for someone? Is that not? Merman. 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 But um, that was uh, Stonewall gave that a book award. You remember the Stonewall riots? Isn't that interesting? They got their category of best books. And this, this whole thing, I remember, I think it was another book earlier than this about mermaids in the public schools that was going along with the Jazz Jennings book that they're reading to kids. And man, talk about getting kids with the fictional characters. Like, there's no such thing as a mermaid, right? Or mermaid or, or merman. Oh, what? Did, did I just burst some young family's oh. bubbles? Um, Santa Claus isn't real either. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, but seriously though, the whole mermaid thing, this is something, let's be as, you know, fictional as possible. And what you're teaching them is fiction also. Let's, what, if, what if it was Jack instead of Julian or Julian, Julian? What if it was Jack? Can it, could it be Jack as a mermaid or, or 
John is a mermaid? No, probably not. Yeah. Uh, but just so everyone knows, even though the parents complained about the book, the board ruled that this book is definitely appropriate to be in the classroom, and so it is. All right, well, still to come, one of the most prestigious colleges in the world is debuting a musical that portrays Judas as a gay man who falls in love with the Son of God. Yeah. Um, this is going to be fun. Stay with us. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. Okay, we're, we're trying not to lose it here, but there's a musical at Harvard that portrays Judas Iscariot, if you're familiar with the Bible name, as a gay individual who falls in love with Jesus. Iscariot preview, a heretical, gay, thoughtful musical. This is what they're doing. The musical reimagines Judas Iscariot as a not only a queer, but Asian-American high school senior who falls in love with Jesus, betrays him, and learns to take control of his own narrative. Now, the producer of the play, Sophie Kim, described the musical uh, to the Harvard Crimson, so it's Harvard, as a heretical Gazian love story. Uh, there it is, the, the promo or the flyer for it. Do we dare refer to the trailer now, Katie? Should, oh, we dare. Should oh, we, we go dare. there? All right, guys, if you can stomach it, have your puke bucket handy and watch this. The show reimagines Jesus Christ and his betrayer, Judas Iscariot, in a glitzy, rich high school in LA. But it's like from the Bible, but they take it in a more modern way. And basically, we're just following Judas and seeing him take control of his own story. You don't have to ask me twice. My only vice is Jesus Christ. My only vice is Jesus Christ. Um, let me just read a little note I made to myself. And this is true history, friends. Named after its founder, Pastor John Harvard, every president of Harvard University um, was a minister and they knew theology. This is how Harvard University started. It was a Christian really a theological, almost a seminary, and look at it today. I know we're, we're laughing at this. Katie couldn't stop laughing when we were watching this trailer. I couldn't sit through the whole trailer. I just couldn't watch it. Um, but So now there, Judas is falling in love with Jesus, and it's, oh, wait a minute. Oh, there, are those two women playing? Oh, no, I think the one is actually a man on the oh, left. Oh, oh, I think Jesus actually is a so man Jesus in this. Jesus is a man. But he, the lone non-Asian. There was a, another character who you kind of saw dancing who plays John, and he, in the trailer, describes himself basically as like, oh, I'm this nerdy guy. Well, look at what I it says over there. I think every one of them who is in this play is not nerdy, 
but just socially uncomfortable, all of them. I mean, if you go to Harvard, I'm going to put it out there, you're probably nerdy. Yeah. But then to go, okay. now they're heretical on top of it. You, there's nerdy, and then there's, there's what these people are doing. Harvard. You so, should be ashamed of yourselves. But they did hire, I think, what, what was the year? 2015, I think, or 2017? No, wait a minute. Just two, three years ago, 2019, Harvard hired an atheist chaplain. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Greg Epstein. He was the author of the book Good Without God. So they're redefining what a chaplain is. Harvard, by the way, redefined truth because in their shield of three sections, they used to have in their original motto, truth for Christ and the church. That is the original Harvard University. What did they do within 150 years? I think right around 1836, they removed Christ, who is the truth, and they removed the church. And now it just says Veritas. They claim to have Veritas, but it is, it is a perversion and it is not truth. Yes, and as one of the cast members told the Harvard Crimson, which is the school's newspaper, the message of the show is not that religion sucks. <laughs> or that God isn't real, or Jesus isn't real. We're not saying any of that. It is mer merely just a retelling of a work of literary merit. Oh. So at least they're saying the Bible has a literary merit to it. One score for the Gipper. Anyway. It, it's a retelling, ladies and gentlemen. Well, David has a lot to say more about this. Yeesh. I'm just going to laugh and cringe all at the same time. Now, hey, <laughs> if you're doing that, if you're laughing and cringing right now, hmm, yes, make sure you're also hitting that like button uh, since you're probably watching us on social media. And please send us your feedback by going to stayeducated.org. Now, for David and myself and Judas Iscariot, thank you for watching. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting this show, which is not being put on at Harvard. Uh, until next time. Stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2022.